0: Radio 191 FM podcast. The New Zealand Tertiary Education Union is the main trade union for the New Zealand tertiary education sector. The TU represents the interests of more than 10,000 workers employed within the sector across New Zealand. And very shortly we're going to be joined by the leader of the Otago branch, President Craig Marshall, who will be discussing the Otago Union going on strike this afternoon. I'm going to bring him on here now, let's see if he's here. Kia Craig, are you there? Yeah, Morena. Morena, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure. So just to start off, the union today is striking. Um, what does this involve though? What will it look like? And what does it mean for both the teachers involved and also students today?
1: So. The strike action today will be a withdrawal of labour between twelve thirty and two thirty this afternoon, um, which means that all union members will not be um, undertaking their normal work, Uh, and so that means that anything they would otherwise be doing won't be done. Uh, Most, I think, of the most teaching activities are uh, fairly light at that time of the day, um, and anyone who has uh, will be on strike and have, will affect their, their teaching, will have made other arrangements with their class.
0: Wonderful. And why are you going on strike? Why is the union going on strike? Are there reasons in particular that the union wishes to call to attention with this strike today?
1: Uh, our primary concern is with uh, achieving a satisfactory pay rise. So the, U, the Univ- the university staff have not received pay rises that are consistent with changes in inflation over the last three years. Uh, in 2020, for example, we took no pay rise, and that was when COVID began. Last year, there was a 1.5% increase, um, and we are negotiating for something this year that reflects what the rate of inflation is.
0: Yep, I I understood from looking at your website that there has been a particular increase in the need to address uh, these issues of pay in the wake of COVID-19. Could you explain a bit about what these um, extra uh, struggles or um, needing for pay to be met or for more kind of insurance to be met in the wake of covid
1: Yeah, so, I mean, as everyone's aware, COVID changed lots of things, and uh, for people who are teaching, that meant transferring courses to online formats, and teaching online is not the same as teaching in person, um, as we've discovered, so effectively, people had to redo almost all of their coursework, Um, and of course, they had to do that in a time of uncertainty and with people away, and... Um, so there was, there's been a, a very significant overhead associated with making that transition. Um, and we understood at the time everyone was going through the same issues. We, you know, There was this enormous uncertainty. We didn't know what the future would hold. Um, we now have a much clearer idea of what the post-COVID world looks like. Um, and it's time to reflect on this for pay rises in particular to reflect that. But I guess our concerns are when we had a stop work meeting a couple of weeks ago, and and our concerns are not just pay, but the things that are associated with that. So um, most of the staff who spoke at that uh, stop work meeting commented on the number of people who have left and the loss of collegiality. So there's more to it than just pay. People mostly do their job for more than just the money. They do it because they like their job and they enjoy working with other people. Um seeing that being eroded, and that's
0: part of what we're trying to address. Mm. yes, that um is very, very important, and also just I guess addressing um like the importance that educators have within our community and within our education system uh, what, is, what can we do, um, whether we are students or just members of the community, uh, both in Otago and just in New Zealand in general, to better support our staff and our academics?
1: Well, I think there are sort of two problems which are related. Uh, one of them at the moment is we're negotiating to get more of the share of the university's resources um, for staff and, and staff costs about 60% of the university's budgets. So we can see the difficulties there. So our initial issue is with the university. But the bigger issue is that university funding has not tracked the cost, of the changes in the cost of living over the last decade or more. So the universities have proportionally less money to spend than they used to, and that essentially is a government issue because government controls the vast majority of the university's income. Mm.
0: That
1: is... I think, Particularly problematic because one of the things that's become clear after COVID is that we haven't been training enough people and that's just generally there are lots of gaps in our workforce and I think perhaps over the last 10 years or so we've tried to fill those gaps by bringing people in from overseas and that's not happening now so we are aware now that the need to train more people the training of those people will be done at tertiary institutions like uh, the polytechnics, to Kikunga, um and the universities. So we come back round to the question of you need to keep that training in place, you need to have those training institutions in place so that you can help train people to fill the remaining, you know, all the rest of the workforce. So to, to answer your question about what can be done, pressure on government is the primary thing to, to make it clear to them that this is an issue that needs to be addressed and not one that can be ignored.
0: Mm, because it really does seem to just all... Mm. Um, interrelate to one another, there needs to be funding, there needs to be support to both help our current um, working teachers, uh, academics and lecturers, but also to really encourage this new workforce that we need, because we do need more staff as well.
1: Yes, I think so. And I think to come back to that point about changing teaching style, that is something that is changing. Uh, and Thinking about how we respond, how as teachers we respond to the, to the changes and the way that, that our students expect to see their education provided, that takes a lot of time. It's much harder to, do, to, to plan than it is to deliver, if, if you like. So those extra resources are needed to do the planning. Um, and at the moment, I think that most staff feel that they are just, they're as stretched as they can be just to keep up with what's going on right now they don't have the capacity to make to think about what needs to change for the future mm,
0: Definitely, and just as a final question Craig, um, in regards to the style of the strike in fact today, um, why has the TU chosen to do more of a staggered strike approach instead of one streamlined strike across the country?
1: Um, we we ha- we did we do have some well, first of all, we're, each university is negotiating with its own employer, so we're, we're not it's a set of eight um, group of universities who are coordinating their strike action but we're not all in the same strike action um, we did have largely collective action um, last week this week we're um, aiming to make university council who meets this afternoon aware of staff's issues. Uh, university council is about governance um, and we want them to be thinking carefully about how they structure the governance of the university as part of the process of thinking about setting salaries. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.